guys live on this uh, Monday evening here in quarantine. Um, what is this now, Deej? Like week three of this crap? We've been in quarantine. Yeah, sadly. God, this is miserable. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I'm over it. Um, yeah, pretty pretty shitty stuff, to be honest with you. Just stuck inside, doing nothing but playing video games and I'm fortunate to work from home but um, I mean, yeah I, I gotta go out in the field luckily I'm not really near anybody so all my stuff's kind of in the middle of nowhere so you know I don't really come in contact with too many people so I come home and then just sit around the house for the rest of the day so it makes for some pretty long days did they uh did you guys have any like additional like safety measures or anything um, I mean, yeah, we, we do, but with my situation, like I said, I come into contact with maybe a couple people each day. Uh, there were a few guys out, but, you know, I can get far enough away from them that I don't even have to really speak to them. So there's only a couple guys that I really have to speak to, and I really don't even have to go up to them. I can just call them and tell them what's going on. So Yeah, just, yeah, no, to hell with that. I'm staying away from people. <laughs> um, but, yeah, guys, so we just wanted to come to you guys live and uh, – I know it's been a minute. I've been sick. Uh, I was sick actually for a little over a week. Um, and then just kind of being an adult since then having to work from home and take care of stuff here. So glad to be back. Um, this episode, um, we were just talking about it. There ain't too awful much going on (laughs) in the world right now. Well, there's a lot going on in the world, but not anything we want to discuss. Um, I will say, though, you know, with all the negativity, I know we typically start this with a positive story, but um, with an overwhelmingly negative um, uh, world and environment we're in right now, it's kind of tough to find some things. But just in general, um, just a quick shout out to all the healthcare workers, nurses, doctors, um, janitors who keep the hospitals clean. Man, y'all are fantastic. Um, just, just keep it up. I know. It, I actually, I don't know. It sucks. I'm not out there um, every day, but I, I can only imagine. Um, I've seen some stories on Twitter. Uh, you know, nurses like crying or sleeping in a hallway. I saw the. Did you see the uh, the the doctor that was what was like 13 hours in one of those those masks, uh, and he had like the imprint on the face. You know what I'm talking about? No, I didn't see that. Dang, I'll send it to you. Uh, it was on Twitter a few days ago, but I've seen several pictures like that where people just look exhausted. So shout out to all the uh, all the fantastic healthcare workers out there, um, and um, yeah, I don't really have a, a positive story, but just kind of a more of a shout out today. Um, you know, there's been some stuff going around of like uh, um, you know corporations and wealthier people kind of um, being charitable. I saw you know when this first started, uh, Mark Cuban I think started this where he. Uh, what is it these he's, he's paying or he's coming up with some type of program to yeah so they can pay all the workers yeah uh, like the hourly the stadium so yeah i thought that was pretty cool and i, I know several organizations have followed suit so um kind of good to see there um the charitable stuff so um there's some positive in all this mess but really um you know we're gonna try and focus on the positive here hopefully we're on a, the tail end of this thing but um yeah, kind of crazy. Um, you know, our typical um, <laughs> content is uh, a lot of it revolves around sports, and as most of y'all know, um, there are no sports. Um, yeah, it just ain't happening. We missed opening day. We missed March Madness. Literally, this happened at the worst possible time. 
Um, Weather's starting to get nice. Baseball season was just about to kick off, and then they just shut her all down. It's miserable. On the bright side, though, I don't have to watch the Pirates lose 110 games quite yet. So, um, yeah, it ain't all negative, I guess. Um, yeah, it is. Never mind. It, it's all negative. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so basically the only thing going on in the sports, for, sports world right now, other than the Rudy Gobert being a complete numbskull um, with the <laughs> microphones, um, I don't know if you all saw that or not, but that <laughs> No, what a what a jackass man! Uh, <laughs> for those of y'all who didn't see that, what what did he do? He was at like a press conference, right? Yeah, yeah. it was it was like a post game conference, and you know he's just making a joke of it and rubbed his hands all over the mics and stuff like that. And just he had it, and didn't even know, and he's just spreading that to everybody. Good God, almighty. Donovan Mitchell ended up getting it. Now, I mean, thankfully they both recovered uh, from what the last thing I saw. So they both are fully recovered from it. So that's a plus, but yeah, what a jackass. <laughs> no, that's just, that's just, I don't even know what the word for that is. Um, I saw kind of a, I saw a tweet one time, speaking of Rudy Gobert, it's kind of off topic. I saw a tweet one time that said, I don't think, I forget the wording, but it was like, y'all ain't ever heard somebody say Rudy Gobert is their favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> and I was uh, like, man. <laughs> poor guy. I got cooked. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, shit's good. Um, but, yeah, um, only only real thing going on in the sports world right now is NFL free agency. Now that they came down to uh, – they came up with a CBA agreement a couple weeks ago um, with the Players Union, and there has been a ton of movement. Um across the league with several big names um i'm a steelers fan so i guess i'll just shoot the shit on them for a minute uh very very happy with the eric ebron signing for those of you who follow the steelers um as we well know jesse james was gone i believe he went to detroit um two years ago and then we had vance mcdonald who kind of uh he busted he was a bust um you know pretty big guy he had potential he was good in uh Oh, San Francisco, but since then, um, it's been kind of hit or miss. Um, we did tag Bud Dupree, pumped about that, um, except I could, I don't know. I, th- I think he wasn't good till TJ Watt was the man, so um, I'm not going to go down there, but I'm happy to see him back. And then Derek Watt um, coming in on fullback. I know Roosevelt Nix was, um, either he retired or something i don't remember man but um and then we got chris wormley from baltimore um added to that defensive line depth uh because we lost javon hargrave don't remember where he went but good for him um yeah i hope he tears it up i like that guy too but but yeah big names out there um your colts got uh xavier rhodes and philip rivers yeah yeah that's uh it's kind of sad to see jacoby not get the get a little bit of a chance on He started out really well last year and then he got hurt. And when he came back, he wasn't really the same. Uh, I believe it was his knee. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but that, I mean, that is a big pickup, whether they keep him and let him sit a year behind Phillip and kind of just see what they want to do with, uh, with Phillip rivers there. But I mean, it's a one year deal. So, you know, if he does well, obviously keep him. If not, maybe, you know, give, give the chance back to Jacoby. So, yeah, no, I I mean, I, I think that's probably what the Colts are looking to do. I think it's more of a mentorship thing. Um, I don't think 
personally, I don't think uh, what's his fate. What's his name? Jacoby or Brissett? Yeah, Jacoby Brissett. I was going to say Jacoby Jones, but he was a receiver. <laughs> uh, now Jacoby Brissett. I, I mean, he's not a bad bad QB. I I still think he's. I think he's good enough to be a starter, but he's not someone you're going to build a franchise around. Um, neither is Philip Rivers at this point, but I think it's more of a mentorship role. Philip Rivers has been in the league since Nom. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jacoby did he did sit behind Brady for you know a few years, uh, but then again, uh, th- they got rid of him, and then I think they brought in uh, Garoppolo right after him, or maybe yeah. they were there at the same time. I can't remember, but I know he was with the Pats and was under Brady for a while, but I mean, he's he's been in the league for a little while. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him get his chance. I I think he deserves it, but I don't think he's just quite there no. uh, fully for like a a complete starter role. Uh, he he's lacking something. I I can't quite figure out what it is yet. I just think it's experience, to be honest. Like he was behind, like you said, Brady for a few years. He got when Brady got um, suspended for was. It, did he start when Brady got suspended for Deflate Gate? He started a few games and he went like. Three I and think one. so. Um, so yeah, I mean, it wasn't like he hasn't played before, um, but I think in terms of leading a team, he's never had to. Um, but I, I don't know. I I did like the Xavier Road signing and the Philip Rivers. I think was definitely more of a mentor, um, kind of teach the 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 backup a little bit because I don't think Rivers has all that many years left. I mean. Eli and Ben are the two big ones in that draft class. And, uh, mm. I mean, we saw Eli retired and Ben is, I mean, I don't know how long that guy's got left, but can't be too much. Um, but, yeah, what other – I mean, obviously Tom Brady going to – God, another one that shocked me was uh, you've got the Arizona trades. They got rid of uh, their running back. Yeah, gave they gave him up David to, Johnson to Houston for DeAndre Hopkins. Houston for DeAndre Hopkins, which what I, that blew my mind. I don't understand what the Houston front office is doing. Uh, to be honest with you, who does that? David Johnson what hasn't I played a full season in two years. Their coach is also the GM, correct? And no, you know, I don't, I don't think O'Brien's no. a GM. No, it's in Houston. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. I don't follow executives too much, but I don't think O'Brien is the GM. Yeah, he's too. the he's the GM of the Texans. Really? Yeah. Oh. And from what I heard, I, I've heard a few things that you know him and Hopkins didn't see eye to eye and all that stuff. And then Michael Irving came on to uh, oh, he came on to a show and was saying you know he talked to Hopkins and. Hopkins told him that him and O'Brien, you know, had some words previously, you know, throughout the years and stuff like that. And then Hopkins comes out and says that, no, that wasn't it, that it was misinterpreted and blown out of proportion a little bit. So I'm not really sure what to, you know, kind of believe. There hasn't really been a a story confirming what has been said and if they do have a good relationship or if they've got a little bit of a rough relationship or what. But Yeah, I saw that where – Someone said that O'Brien told DeAndre Hopkins that he was like sick of his baby mamas being around, and yeah, because he's got several kids with several different women. But um, you know, more power to him. Can't be any worse than uh, what was that defensive back that played for the Jets and the Cardinals? Uh, um, 
Oh, uh, Cromartie, exactly. Rogers Cromartie. Yeah, bro, that guy. <laughs> Yeah, he had okay. he had surgery uh, to stop that, and then ended up having <laughs> twins, I believe. <laughs> so Dominique that guy Rogers just can't catch a break. <laughs> That's hilarious. I forgot about that guy. That's funny. Um, but no, I thought that trade was terrible. I, I think everybody responsible or even remotely related to that trade in the Houston or not the Houston Astros, the Houston Texans organization needs to be fired without severance immediately. That was. You don't trade the number, the best receiver. I'm I'm saying it now. Now that AB's out of the league, uh, well, you got Mike Thomas, but you don't trade a top three receiver in the league for an uh, injury prone running back. It, that didn't make any sense to me. Um, when David Johnson was healthy, like he was, he was a damn good running back. But the thing is, like you know, when he was healthy, which I believe was just his rookie year, and you know, half the season after that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He was healthy his yeah, his, his rookie year when he kind of blew up and then half the season after that and he got hurt. I had him in fantasy the year he got hurt, shocker. But um <laughs> but yeah, that was that trade was stupid. Um yeah, real real stupid. Um I'm scrolling through here. The Falcons what... got Pod Gurley for a 1-year 6 million deal. Yeah, but he's been like I went and saw uh, the Steelers play the Rams last year at Heinz Field, and he didn't look like when they went to the Super Bowl, he was a tank. But then even in that postseason, they ran um, the backup back. What was his name? Uh, I don't remember what his name was, but he got most of the carries. And and not Hopkins, God Almighty. uh, Gurley was kind of on a bench. They kind of platooned him, but the, the backup back got, you know, Two to one carries over Gurley. I don't know if there's something underlying there, because didn't he get? I want to say he got hurt in college or something, because he's he's had a recurring like nagging leg injury. I want to say or injury of some sort. But um, yeah, I, I, that kind of surprised me. Um, I didn't see that coming, but it was right after the Falcons released uh, Devontae Freeman. So mm-hmm. I mean, they definitely needed a back, and they gave up Tevin Coleman a couple years ago to the 49ers. So. Um, was it the 49ers? I don't remember where Tevin Coleman is now, but no one cares. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was big. And then I feel like there's more. Oh, uh, Melvin Gordon went from the Chargers to the Broncos um, with AJ Boye too. Um, kind of just I don't know. I don't know. It's interdivision, and uh, didn't expect to see that to be honest. Um, I guess, and everyone's leaving the Patriots now. Uh, Van Noy left. Um, obviously, Brady left. I'm trying to find where else through here. Where you at, England? Yeah, they. I mean, there's just they're. I, I, I guess like. I don't know if like the whole thing, like the whole team went with Brady. Like the team goes as Brady goes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and Emmanuel Sanders going to the uh, Saints with Michael Thomas. That's disgusting. Um, yeah. Alan Kamara, Drew Brees, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Thomas. I don't think even adding Brady – first of all, I don't think Brady's that, that great of a quarterback to be – just just throw that out there. Um, I mean, shit, Brian Hoyer just got the job in New England. He's going to he, – they're going to do the same thing. Like – just dinks and dunks, throw it behind the line of scrimmage and get credit for all the yards after catch, um, which I don't agree with. But, um, 
No, the, I don't even think Brady adi- Brady's addition makes the Bucks the best team in the NFC South, let alone the NFC and the NFL. <laughs> um, I think the Saints, with that addition, um, I don't even think it's close. I'm taking Sanders and uh, Michael Thomas over Chris Godwin and uh, Mike Evans any day of the week. Yeah, I I don't know. If they stick with Bruce Arians' uh, like offensive style, his is just like – throw it a hundred times and hope you get a hundred, you know, hundred catches out of it. Um, I, I imagine if, you know, if whatever team got Brady, they were willing, they were going to be willing to change their offense to conform to what he does. Um, so I'd, I'd like to see how that's going to work out, whether BA keeps it the way he does it, or if he switches everything uh, to do, you know, kind of what Brady's done his whole career. Uh, kind of let him run his own offense in a way. So shit, if you just run my this this is going to be the the the, the offense for them. <laughs> this this is what's going to happen. You're going to have Mike Thomas and um, Godwin on the same side, and what's going to happen is Godwin's going to run five yard ends, ten yard ends, slants, drags, and Brady's going to dump it off. I mean, it, the dude. I, I don't think I. I'm sorry. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. And he hasn't been. It's the system. Like, he 100% is a system quarterback, and I don't think the system in Tampa Bay is going to fit him. There isn't a system in Tampa Bay. They had Jameis Flippin' Winston. Um, <laughs> turnover prone, kind of slightly off-field issues a couple years ago. Like, I don't know. I, I Did just, you see that horrendous workout video that he put out? No, I, I didn't oh, see that. Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> It was sad. It was really sad. I've seen Pee Wee workouts better than what he put out. I don't even know why he posted it first off, but it's it's a sad excuse for a workout. I think I totally um, – I don't even want to say lost faith in Jameis Winston. I never had faith in Jameis Winston. I hated Jameis Winston when he was at Florida State. I hated Florida State that year. Um, it was like him, Kelvin Benjamin. But anyway, um, the team was disgusting. They won the natty. But anyway uh, – yeah, when he gave that eat the W speech, man, <laughs> come on, oh like that was gosh. terrible. Like the people. If you're special. his teammate, you have to, you have to get with him after the game or like right after that. Just pull him to the side and say, "Hey, man, like, don't do that again. That <laughs> that is not gonna get us fired up. Like, you look like an idiot." Yeah, no, that's that was garbage. Uh, that was that's probably the worst pep talk. Pre-game speech I've ever even come close to hearing. Um, even my like little league coaches gave better pre-game speeches than that. That was <laughs> that was awful. Uh, but yeah, good stuff. I, yeah, but I mean, basically, there's been a, just a ton of movement in free agency, and I'm I'm really I'm kind of excited to see how this all plays out. Um, I do think I think the storyline I'm most interested in seeing this year um, is one who will finally win the AFC East now that Tom Brady and Belichick are not together, and uh, I think the other one is who does better individually. Will Belichick continue to win, or does is it Brady? Like I think I think there's been like this debate for the past 20 years between Belichick and Brady, who's responsible for the success. Um, and I think we're going to finally find that out. Um, 
to a to a degree this year, and I, I don't know. I'm just looking forward to that. Yeah, I don't I don't know that the East. There's not really too many strong teams in there. Uh, I think the only contender you've got is the Bills, and they they showed a little bit of promise last year. Um, I'm not quite sure who they added this. Oh, actually, they uh, they added Diggs. Yeah, that was big. Um, so you know that they could very easily uh, sneak up and take the Pats in the East. Yeah, no, I definitely think the Bills are the favorite to win that division um, right now, especially with uh, adding Diggs. Um, I think that I mean, uh, what's his name? Josh Allen, um, good quarterback, yeah. good strong arm quarterback. Um, I've seen where people like uh, some analysts will kind of uh, take a knock at him for his footwork and all this, but he's got a cannon for an arm, and he's young. Um, and I, I think I think the Bills made a good choice by going to get Diggs. But also, that's another thing. Like that, he'll be the number one receiver, whereas I think Thielen was the number one receiver in Minnesota. So it's kind of like an AB Juju situation, um, mm. where yeah, Juju was a thousand yard receiver. You know, uh, his rookie year, two years in a row, or whatever it was, when AB lost his mind. But then we saw Juju without AB, and it wasn't good. So I'm still like, I'm yeah. Another that's kind of what I was uh, thinking about. That that it's kind of like the same situation. Um, will Diggs be as good without Thielen on the other side? Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, lots of good storylines though um, with this uh, upcoming uh, upcoming season. Um, definitely excited to see Ben back. That's my that's my like favorite. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Um, but I mean, if this damn coronavirus doesn't go away, it's hard to tell if we'll be playing. I saw uh, something where they uh, there could be a proposition for a 14 game season. Um, due to the impact of this coronavirus. Um, and I'm not sure. I mean, that's probably just reports. It's way too early for that. But um, it'll be interesting. Um, I don't know. I think I think a 14-year or 14-game year would be, man, I don't know. I know that's how it used to be for a long time, but I've never seen it. Uh, I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, that. I mean, I'm sure the players would like that. Um, you know, shorter season, definitely – you know, th- this little bit that's holding off now is you know, helping them recover and all that stuff now. So I'm sure they're liking this to an extent, but it's probably also driving them crazy. But, uh, you know, 14, 14 game season, I'm sure they'll be thrilled with that. Yeah, the wear and tear on the body. I know that was a big thing for like the CBA negotiations that happened um, recently, but before this all, before they signed it, was a big, big thing about like I saw like Marquise Pouncey and some other players. Um, and like know your worth is like a hashtag and I guess that they weren't happy with uh, kind of the the demand the physical demand uh, and the toll on the body versus what they were getting paid and how they recovered and um, I haven't looked too far into, you know too much into it to be honest but um, yeah I don't know I, I think that would be kind of ironic they you know they want additional uh, they want additional like measures taken for player protection which is fine but then you're going to go play a 14, 14 game season so you're getting paid more you know you're basically getting more for less work, <laughs> which is, I don't yeah. know, probably what uh, the owners wanted to prevent. But I don't yeah. know. Uh, good stuff. Looking forward to it. Um, I also 
kind of switching gears here. I was looking forward to this March Madness tournament so much. Um, there was not a clear favorite to win it all. Um, I don't know. I think I was kind of like sleeping on Seton or not sleeping. I was kind of banking on Seton Hall um, and some other mid-major schools. San Diego State was in the top 10. Uh, just like, I don't know. We missed out on such a good tournament. Just, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not real big into college basketball or like really basketball in general. I'll follow along a little bit. Um, so I, I really can't say here, but I always root for the hometown team, you know, but I, yeah. it just kind of sucks that everything got shut down so early. Yeah. And I wonder how baseball is going to work. Like what, you know, if we go back, you know, if we can, we can play games, uh, we'll say, we'll say be optimistic and say like middle of May, will they just not play the games? Cause I, they lose a certain amount. Cause I don't really, so baseball scheduling, you, uh, there's obviously a certain amount of divisional games you have to play, and then it, it's just like any other sport. So, like, if we missed however many divisional games, I wonder if they'll, like, cancel interleague series because I know the Pirates had a, uh, a home away, two home team away with the Yankees, and they played the AL East this year. Um, I would expect them probably to replace those with divisional games. I, I don't know how they'll how they'll do that. Yeah, so there's an agent, Scott Boris. Uh, they said he's baseball's most prominent agent. Um, he's kind of given his, uh, like, a revised or a devised schedule uh, for this year's season. So instead of 162 games, um, he, he submitted proposals for 162 games and 144-game slate to the league. Um, so what... What it is is pretty much just backs everything up, and it says the most interesting dynamic to Boris's plan is that he would run the postseason through December with a potential Game 6 of the World Series taking place on Christmas. So pretty much just back everything up and play it like you you know play like you normally would, hmm. just later into the year. Would they back the World Series up or anything, or would it just be like on the same schedule? Because, I mean, October is late to play – baseball <laughs> anyway it started well i mean it said you know run the postseason through december with a potential game six uh of the world series taking place on christmas oh so, I mi- okay my bad I, I missed that part oh geez. no you're good but uh i mean like if you look at the the temperatures for the last like five years christmas has almost been like 50 60 degrees and especially if they like choose a place uh to where it's either a dome or like a warmer climate area i don't think there'd be a problem with that i'm not sure where it was supposed to be this year uh anyway but you know they could always change it to where you know you could play in florida maybe california uh in a dome anywhere so yeah yeah definitely that'd be i don't know i just miss baseball like uh, I was so looking forward to this time of year for sports, and it's just non-existent. But man, I don't know, bro. It's just weird times. Um, with all this, all this stuff going on. I, uh, I hope everything goes back to normal, normal soon. But um, good news is, uh, fishing's coming up. We're we're getting we're we're getting ready to turn the corner where you can go fishing. And uh, I'm definitely going to be doing that. I thought about going down and getting getting uh, my canoe and 
throwing it out here on some backwater here, um, doing some bass fishing. But I don't know. Got to find something. Can't to wait do. for that. Yeah, I, I bought my license a couple weeks ago, uh, and right after I bought it, the next weekend, uh, Jim Justice made it to where you don't have to buy a license for thirty days. Uh, so, kind of wasted money on that. But I, I mean, now I've got it for the rest of the year, so it's not really like it was a waste. But definitely could have waited out on buying it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't even know. Moving to Pittsburgh, I don't know how licenses work here. I'm assuming you can just get a seasonal license, but everything appears expensive as shit. So, <laughs> probably be taxed and uh, even more and all that stuff. But yeah, I think that's what it's going to be until we can you know go back to <laughs> having crowds and stuff like that but um yeah just uh i don't know definitely definitely gonna tap into the outdoor <laughs> the outdoors here um but but yeah did you uh you have anything else you wanted to discuss shoot the shit about oh man uh not really there's not a whole lot going on hit hit the main ones with uh, baseball and football so yeah. not really much more I can think of yeah man this quarantine yeah. damn it sucks but but alright guys we'll go ahead and wrap episode 8 up here um, thanks for tuning in today uh, just as kind of a precursor we got something special for y'all coming up in the next week or so um, and I'm not gonna not gonna drop the ball here but definitely be sure to tune in for our next episode um uh, we got a special guest coming on, um, trying to work out the deets for that. And, uh, yeah, until then, man, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, give us a follow on Instagram and, um, and yeah, give us, give us a listen, tell your friends and, uh, and we'll be back soon. Later.